Young Earth creationists continue to combat the false teaching that the Earth is billions of years old. However, some that call themselves creationists adhere to the evolutionary teaching of an old Earth. Can one believe both in evolution and the Bible? They want credibility with both the scientific community and they want to be able to talk as Christians. This is Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a Creation Radio Journal. I'm Chris O'Brien with the Institute for Creation Research. While it's not unusual for non-Christians to buy into the lie of evolution, what about those who claim Christ as Savior but choose to believe the faulty science of evolution over the Word of God? Sadly, many churchgoers are being deceived by a mixture of evolutionary teaching and biblical misinterpretation called progressive creation. Stay tuned for the next 15 minutes as we discuss the teachings of the progressive creation movement. ICR atmospheric scientist Dr. Larry Vardaman explains that while young earth creationists take the Bible literally, progressive creationists pick and choose what parts of the Bible they want to believe, thus breaking down confidence in the Word of God. Basically, the progressive creationist does not take the Bible literally. They say they take the Bible seriously, and by that they mean that they want to deal with the spiritual issues. They see Christ as necessary for salvation. They see Christ was a good man. He was a good teacher. All kinds of issues along those lines. But when it comes to talking about miracles or earth events or creation of life a short time ago, those are so much in conflict with the conventional scientific teaching, they say, well, this must be a misinterpretation of the Bible. The progressive creationist basically starts with science and tries to fit the Bible into it. The young earth creationist starts with the Bible and tries to see how science would be consistent with that biblical information. Those are two completely different approaches coming from two completely different directions. So what are some of these beliefs that run contrary to the Word of God? ICR geologist Dr. Andrew Snelling says although progressive creationists say they believe in creation, they don't believe that God created everything in six literal 24-hour days. Where the Bible clearly says that in six days God created, these exponents of this progressive creation view suggest that those days weren't literal days, they were millions of years, and that God allowed things to go on and on and on and then occasionally created and then he let things go on for millions of more years, then he created again. And, as ICR physicist Dr. Russ Humphreys tells us, progressive creation also supports the evolutionary Big Bang theory. What that means is that first there was a big flash of light, and then after many billions of years, stars and galaxies formed, and then after more billions of years, planets formed, and finally our planet formed life, and so, progressive creation is in error, both scientifically and biblically. First of all, it's bad science because the Big Bang is falling apart. And secondly, it's bad Bible because the order of events, much less the time scale, is all wrong. The biblical order of things is the earth is mentioned first, and it's dark, and then there's some light. So it's out of that order, and the rest of the order of the Big Bang and the appearance of life on the Earth according to the uniformitarian and the evolutionist is not the order that you see in the Bible. And the time scale is all wrong. And another reason it's bad science is because we're now accumulating more and more evidence that the Earth and the universe are young as measured by clocks here on Earth. 
Since progressive creationists believe the earth took millions of years to form, what about Adam and Eve? How do progressive creationists view the first man and woman? Dr. Snelling explains. While they believe that man is a separate creation per se, they in effect say that at some point God took one of his earlier formed creatures, a human-like animal, and put the image of God into him. And that is just virtually accepting the whole evolutionary scenario, except it's saying, well, God allowed these creatures to develop to the point where he made things that were almost human-like, and then he took one of them, and then he breathed into it his image. When God breathed into Adam and Eve, we read the breath of life, God took one of these anthropoids or humanoids or you know hominids that was nearly there as a human and breathed into it the breath of life so it became Adam. Along with this twisted view of the origin of Adam and Eve, progressive creationists don't believe that God created everything perfect in the beginning. ICR adjunct professor of apologetics, Doug Phillips. There are serious problems with progressive creationism. One of the most serious problems with progressive creationism, in addition to the fact that they set aside the historic hermeneutic for understanding Genesis, is the belief that there was death for millions of years before Adam. Progressive creationists presuppose that there was a race of soulless humans that predated the creation of Adam and Eve. Progressive creationists hold to the belief that there was a local flood, not a biblical universal flood, as given to us in the book of Genesis. Progressive creationists presuppose the Big Bang Theory. And I think most dangerous of all, progressive creationists believe that there was, in fact, death and suffering long before the fall of man. To them, I would simply say, let God be true and every other man a liar. Because the Bible is crystal clear that God created the earth very good. That means there was no death. There was no suffering. Dr. Snelling. When God says everything is very good at the end of the sixth day of creation and then he rests, it means that there couldn't have been any fossils in the ground under Adam and Eve's feet. So that when God made Adam and Eve, there were no fossils, there were no dead things, there'd been no bloodshed, there'd been no sickness, there'd no been death or suffering of any form. That came later at the time of the fall. But the progressive creationist is saying, oh no, 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 there was millions of years of animals dying and suffering and, and sickness and then God finally got to making Adam and Eve. Hey, that doesn't square, that doesn't add up. That's totally at odds with what the Bible is teaching. If Adam and Eve were walking on a fossil graveyard in the Garden of Eden after billions of years and the Garden of Eden is what the earth is going to be restored to, that's not what I read in Revelation. So there's a real problem here and it's because a compromise has been made with the teaching of the geologists on the billions of years. And the teaching that there was death before Adam goes against the biblical doctrine of salvation. Consider 1 Corinthians 15 verses 21 and 22 which read, For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. We have to be able to tell people why they need a saviour, why Jesus Christ came to die. And the reason is because of man's rebellion and that rebellion being sin. And where did that begin? In a literal garden with a literal Adam and Eve where there was a good world and man rebelled and bad things came as a result. 
and because of the bad things and because of our rebellion, Jesus came. So this whole issue of a literal Adam and Eve, a literal garden, no fossils in the Garden of Eden is very critical to our understanding of why Jesus Christ came to die. And so to present the claims of Jesus Christ to a non-Christian and yet be holding to the millions of years is a confusion and confuses the gospel and clouds the, the purity of the gospel message and its presentation. And to me, that's sad. Doug Phillips says it's important to counter the false teachings of the progressive creation movement by staying true to God's word. We need to stand very firmly that there was no death, there was no suffering prior to the fall of man. And this is where we stand squarely against the progressive creationists, and we believe the doctrine is dangerous, it's pernicious, and while it may not be their intention, and while they may not fully recognize or acknowledge the implications of what they're saying, ultimately it goes right to the heart of the doctrine of the atonement, and that's significant. Those of us that have been redeemed by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, our view of redemption, our view of the atonement is directly linked to creation. We look forward not only to the redemption of our souls, but we recognize that our very bodies will someday be transformed and we will be given a new body that will be redeemed. And so the salvation of the Lord is not merely spiritual, it's also physical. And so for this reason, progressive creationists have created a colossal conundrum for the doctrine of the atonement for their followers. Probably by now, the big question in your mind is, why? Why would a group of people who claim to be creationists put more trust in man's evolutionary view of science than they do in the infallible Word of God. Well, Dr. Varneman says this is happening because of the desire to fit in with the world. It's very popular at this time because it's basically a compromise between the evolutionary position and a biblical position. And uh, a lot of people are looking for that. They want credibility with both the scientific community and they want, as Christians, to be able to uh, call themselves Christians and refer to the Bible. Dr. Snelling. This view allows people, allows a Christian to be respectable on Sunday and saying, well, God created. I believe God created. But on Monday, go out and sit down with the uh, geologist who doesn't believe the Bible and wants the millions of years and believes in evolution and everything else and has no time for God. And the Christian can go and sit down with him as a buddy and agree on the millions of years. Now, there's something wrong there. How can a Christian have the same view as a non-Christian who uses the millions of years to say that God was not necessary? All they're doing is allowing the Bible to be moulded into the world's view of the history of man, life and earth instead of saying, wait a minute, science is a finite, fallible human activity that's subject to failure. God's word is absolute. God is the author. He guarantees it through his son, Jesus Christ, the creator himself. Therefore, God's word should stand in judgment on man's ideas rather than making God's word conform to man's ideas. That, to me, is sheer arrogance, telling God that he couldn't tell us exactly what happened and mean what he wrote. That we have to somehow, with our scholarship and our textbooks, we have to somehow correct God. Dr. Vardaman says the false teachings of the progressive creation movement wouldn't be as effective if people would just simply trust the Word of God. I think it really is this issue of how much confidence you put in the Bible. 
basically it relates to what Christ said to Nicodemus, where he said that if I have told you of earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? And so it really comes down to the issue, if we're going to throw out revelation in the Bible that deals with the earth, what God did at creation, what he did during the flood, and all these evidences that he's given in scripture for earth history and how he went about doing that. If we throw that all out, why would should we believe on issues about who Christ is and what he did for our salvation? These spiritual issues, why would we even believe this if we have such difficulty believing the revelation he's given us about earth processes? To me, that is a critical issue because we lack confidence in the Bible if we take that approach. As our program comes to a close, we hope that you've been encouraged. It's our desire at ICR to show that the Bible can be trusted, both historically and scientifically, and to give facts that will build your faith. As Christians, we need to understand the scientific basis for our beliefs. We pray that this program will aid you in your discovery of science and the Bible. You know, most people aren't aware that today there are thousands of scientists that are convinced of the truth of biblical creation and not evolution. Our non-denominational ministry aims to restore and strengthen the Genesis foundations of the Christian faith. If you've enjoyed today's edition of Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a Creation Radio Journal, why not visit us on the web to find out more about the work of ICR. The address is www.icr.org. Again, www.icr.org. Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a Creation Radio Journal, is a production of ICR. For the Institute for Creation Research, I'm Chris O'Brien. Thanks for tuning in.